Amy, 50K FUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And today we welcome back our special guest direct from the Isle of Crete, the protege of the Apostle Paul, the man called Titus. Our greetings, Gary. Arg. <laughs> Before we get started, Titus, would you mind teaching me a little of the language of Crete? Well, I'd love to. It's a simple language, for the Cretans are a simple people. Well, I'm kind of a simple guy myself, so this should work well. So teach me something. Well, here's one phrase you might have a use for. Suppose you want to direct your friend's attention to, to something important. Oh, yes, that happens all the time when I'm at home and here at the radio show as well. Uh, then what you say is, Avast, matey! Arg. Avast, matey! Well, that's close, but, but you haven't quite got the accent. Now, now try it again there, Gary. It's Avast, matey! Arg. Avast, matey! Arg. Oh, that's it! Much better! Arg. <laughs> Another term you use a lot is shiver me timbers. Now, what does that mean? Oh, shiver me timbers! Why, why that means, uh, I, uh, uh, that my timbers are chilly. <laughs> you know, maybe we better get started with uh, the presentation. <laughs> yes, I guess we better. Now, last week you were telling us about the qualifications of a pastor, but you also said there are qualifications for Christians as well. Now, that's not what I said, but it is what the Holy Spirit inspired the Apostle Paul to say in the letter he wrote to me. Why, why read it for yourself. See what he says there in Titus chapter 2, verses 2 through 6. Okay, I just happen to have a Bible here as always, and uh, I'll open up that book, and let's see. Um, I thought you might have asked me to read that, so let me let me read that right now. Older men are to be sober-minded, dignified, self-controlled, sound in faith and love and in steadfast. Older women, likewise, are to be reverent in behavior and not slanderers or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good and so to train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands and to the word of God, may not be reviled, likewise, urge the younger men to be self-controlled. And read again, if you would, from Titus 3, verses 1 through 2. Okay. That reminds them to be submissive to rulers and authorities and to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one, to avoid quarreling, to be gentle, and to show perfect courtesy towards all people. You know, I must admit that all of this makes me feel somewhat uncomfortable. The idea that there are qualifications to be a Christian. I'm a Lutheran, and we've always thought the only way a person gets saved is in faith in Jesus. Well, you, you have a right to be uncomfortable, and, and not just because you're a Lutheran, because that's what the Scripture teaches. We are saved by faith alone. Well, go on, read some more there, if you would, from Titus chapter 2, verse 13. Okay. Waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works. Don't you see, that clearly teaches that Jesus alone redeems and purifies us. Our works have nothing to do with it. In fact, in fact read on in Titus chapter 3, 
verses 4 through 7. Okay, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. But now I'm really confused in one verse. Paul talks about the works we need to do. And then in the next verse, he says there are no works we need to do. Which is it? Do we need works or don't we? Ah, vast matey. It depends on what you mean by the word need. If you're talking about God and salvation, then there is no need for your good works. Honestly, do you think there is anything you could add to the wondrous work of salvation that Christ has accomplished for you on the cross? You know, that's a good point. Anything that I might do would pale in comparison to the sacrificial love of Jesus. So why does Paul make the big deal about a Christian's works? Shiver me, Timbers. God may not need your works, but your neighbor does. For we are the instruments God has chosen to feed the hungry, give drink to the thirsty, clothe the naked, and visit the sick and imprisoned. And so works are not necessary for God to love us, but they are necessary so that God may show his love to our neighbors. Hmm, I don't know. I'm still kind of confused. Well, say, I'm not so good with words myself. After all, I never wrote a book that made it into the Bible. But let me share with you a quote from a respected church father. Now we have always taught that everything must be credited to faith and that it alone justifies and sanctifies us before God. But that then, when faith is present, good works should and must result from faith, since it is almost impossible for us to go through life in complete idleness and not to do a single work. So... I see there are basically two teachings we must maintain. On the one hand, we are always saved by faith alone, but on the other hand, where there is faith, there will always be good works. Like Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me will bear much fruit. Well said, matey. You know, it's pretty much the same thing we said about pastors last week. What do you mean? Well, a pastor is a a pastor solely because God called him to preach God's word, not because of what kind of man he is. Oh, that certainly was true of your mentor, the Apostle Paul. He was a vowed enemy of Christianity before he became a Christian preacher. And yet God struck him down and, and made him the greatest missionary the world has ever known. But you know, once Paul was called to be an apostle... It was important that his teaching and his life matched the word he was called to proclaim. Uh, So it is with us Christians. In a sense, there is nothing that qualifies us to be saved. What man from birth would be qualified to be a son of God? No one. All men are born in sin and conceived in iniquity. And so, like pastors, we become Christians by the work of God. It is Jesus who purifies and cleanses us through baptism, Uh, the washing of regeneration, as Paul called it. But not only does the baptism cleanse and purify us, Paul says it's also a regeneration and renewal, which gives us his Holy Spirit. So naturally, where there is forgiveness, there should be good works as well. But what if my life isn't different? What if I find myself still doing sinful stuff? Does that mean I'm not a Christian anymore? 
<laughs> Shiver me timbers, of course not. Now you're confusing the two teachings. You will always be a Christian solely because of what Christ did for you on the cross. Redeemed, purified, justified by grace alone, Paul said. Unfortunately, we redeemed, purified, justified people are still stuck in the same old sinful flesh that will be ours until we die. So naturally, even after becoming a Christian, you at times will be painfully aware of the sin still in your life. Oh, that that's so true. And as Paul even said about himself, the good I want to do, I don't, and the evil I don't want to do, I do. And you know the answer to that sin, matey? No use struggling to try and make yourself better. Rather, as the Lord said, repent and believe. Remember what it is Christ has done for you, the sinner. Have faith in the love and forgiveness that God has for you. And then in that love, we can love others as Christ loved us. I think I'm beginning to get it. I'm just sorry for the fact that our time is up, though. I understand this will be our last visit together. Avast, matey. It has been a pleasure. And maybe we can talk again sometime. Pretty bird. Pretty bird. Polly with a cracker. Oh, and that's Polly. She says she enjoyed talking to you as well. Farewell, matey. And the same to you. Farewell, matey. Arg. Have a great day. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at kfuo.org.